The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. It's most amazing to me today that people profess the ideas and the things that they believe, their opinions, and even people within the Medjugorje world how they continue into opinions when we have truth every day, every day appearing before us. This truth, of course, is L.A.'s words. We don't have to debate it. We don't have to have an opinion about it. And yet, we have this whole idea and concept of what the world feeds us, the information we gather and the information that we Interpret is from sources that's contrary to Our Lady's messages. Everything today must be viewed through the eyes of Our Lady according to her words and what she says. Otherwise, you won't understand the circumstances going on. The Queen Elizabeth 
What kind of respect does she deserve now? She just signed in the law, July 15th. A superior arrogance above God's law to redefine marriage. It's legal. We think somebody in this age bracket, this elderly woman who's the queen, royal blood, would have enough reasonability to realize the grave seriousness and the wrongs assigned in such a law. How we have fallen. It's amazing to me how a lady comes to us and says, it's not your college degrees, it's not your being educated, it's not your intelligence as the world defines it and what education is. She says it's the, what the light is is not that. The light is common sense. It's a lady who said the word is the light of salvation and the light of common sense. To quote it perfectly, the word is the light of salvation and common sense. The word of Jesus Christ, he's the light of common sense. That's the attribute to have. And that's the attribute that's needed. And that's a deficit the world suffers from now. England is an island. The last time I looked at geography, is that correct? Surrounded by water. And if I read Romans 18.32, the light of common sense would scare me to death if I lived there. People of England, spread the chapter, Romans 1, 18-32, and your queen is dead wrong. And sign a bill to send people to perdition. I don't know if she has Alzheimer's or she's lost something. I can't judge that side, but the fact of changing or changing the law of God, the fact of usurping the law of God, the fact of using your position as queen with the parliament and everybody else, it's a very, very dangerous thing to do if you're surrounded by water. This is the ultimate sin when this happens, of the decay and when God visits. You know how they describe those who are opposed to this? They said the opposition seemed restricted to a very small number of people, very vigorous, and it was very extreme in their views. You're extreme because you're for traditional marriage. And so few people were against it that they had the audacity to say the opposition to this law seemed restricted a very small number of people with very vigorous in their views. They say even the conservative party went with it. And the resistance in the conservative party was restricted, quote, it was restricted to the backbenchers of the conservative party. It wasn't shared across the political spectrum. It was an issue whose time has come opposed come to oppose it seems strangely or rather to oppose it seems strange. So you're strange. You're weird. You're an, you're odd. And they're going after our military. I just read about a, uh, 
high official in the military, military who was just called in discipline and told to retire because he wrote an email against this new abominable lifestyle that everybody's propagating on the left and liberals, an anti-God, liberal, uh, anti-God lifestyle. This has nothing to do with God. It's so perverse. Meanwhile, France went up in arms about it. Or a million people took to the streets. They stopped it. They thought it was just going to be like England. Just just went over. Just the way that comes through. No big deal. No opposition. People rallied up and said no. They gained their salvation for their country. At least with mercy. For the purification that's bound to come. And England's in, in this kind of state. Doctors in England right now, actually one doctor said of their state health care, she said, not even in communist China did we have managers overruling doctors in the operating in the operations of hospitals and health services. Not even in China. Why do you get this oppression? Why do you get these problems? Why do you get the difficulties? Why do you get the economic woes? Because it's tied to sin. You endorse and you pass all endorsing the sin that God destroyed Sodom for. Then you're passing judgment on yourself. God doesn't have to do it. Romans 18 explains it. Romans 1, 18-32. I want to repeat that. Everybody in England starts spreading Romans 1, 18-32. It says that God turns man over to himself when he commits this abominable sin. You should be scared. You should be frightened. You should be fearing God enough to join in the prayer groups and find other people. Even you have to do undercover like the early Christians did, go into the catacombs and have the masses or whatever. You better start getting together if you want any mercy given to your country. It's an amazing thing. And we got the whole Trayvon Martin and the Zimmer thing. Where's the light of common sense? And they fired the first shot 2012. I was writing the book on March 16th of 2012. And I saw that a big thing happened in the White House. An executive order was released the evening, 5 o'clock in the evening on Friday, after the news cycle, because people go home just like everybody else that works for the media. That got my attention to look at this executive order with great detail over the weekend. And I knew they released that because to know your enemy and know yourself, you win your battles. And I knew the enemy was doing something by releasing this thing at this moment. So I watched with very big interest what was going to happen Monday morning. A story broke that had been dead for 40 days or so. Only a little piece came out in the papers about it. I'm not talking about the issues of Zimmerman and Martin. I'm talking about the issue being picked, hand-chosen, researched to suddenly break out nationwide news 
with not another not hint of it being even a national story, Monday morning everywhere, talk show hosts by Tuesday are being called, how come you're not reporting on this? Are you racist? What are you doing? This was all contrived, made into the story it was, and nobody to this day still gets it. And it was written, and they fired the first shot, that this was a cover-up for this executive order. Because the executive order is so poison that it verges, or if not verges, it is biblical. Obama took immense power. He gave presidential authority to many heads, like in Revelation. Ten heads. And that presidential power comes back, boomeranging back to him because he's made other people powerful, spreading his presidential power that he can in turn say what to do. A power grab that had to be hidden because it resembles everything we know about an antichrist system. We're the fools. They're the thinkers. If we just thought we wouldn't be fools, we'd have common sense. Friday afternoon, news cycle, a story breaks from nowhere that was not reported on for a month or more. It's suddenly nationwide news and fed and fueled and fueled and fueled and fueled. Don't you, don't you question that? Don't your common sense intellect say, there's something not right about this. Forget the issues. I'm not talking about the trial, the whatever happened. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, why was it made a story? What fueled it? Well, they are coming out now. I just heard Judicial Watch, I was told last Friday, is heroes because they broke out. That Now there's evidence that shows that the, the, the protest and all these things was fueled by the, the Justice Department. They funded the, the protest. I knew that. Judicial Watch is not heroes. You're the hero if you thought about it. If you reflected, hey, this don't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. Then on the Dr. Gina show, whoever she is, we researched, got a clip, that she was responding by being a barrage of attacks on her talk show that she wasn't tra- talking about this Trayvon Martin thing. She said, I don't even know who it is. This was a Monday, the next, two, the, the next day. She didn't even know the story. If you listen to her clip, she's, she's hitting out both all different directions. Why, am I, why are people call me fussing? You're racist because you're not reporting on this. They drove the story. Why did they drive the story? Why did it suddenly come on the scene? What happened on Friday? Look at what happened on Friday, and then you see why they drove the story. And, of course, we can sit there and be diverted and say, it's race-related and the fact that they're trying to make class warfare, which is true. I wrote about that and they fired the first shot. The book starts off about that. Obama wants this fight. He wants this difference between peoples. Because the government can come in and be the savior. But that's still not the real issue. The real issue is Obama's executive order, the National Authorization Defense Act, which took immense, unprecedented, power that nobody in the world has ever had before, no matter who they were, Hitler included. But we don't look at things with common sense. We don't look at what I said, evil wants to come to ruin. Then she says later, just shortly after that, do the whole period of time. Are they speaking to us? 
when these executive orders, this whole slew of them came about. And then she says, the pride now has come to rule. She said he wants to destroy the world. Amazing stuff. If you're not reading, if you're not thinking, if you're not using your common sense, you do not know what's going on. Don't buy into a minute about the issues of what's going on in this case. Or the queen signing this law. Or this doctor saying, not in communist China did HHS mandate. This is all economics. The power grab of Obama is about money. It's about power. When you understand the world will come underneath the arm of the Antichrist through economics, you'll neither be, you'll neither be able to sell nor buy anything without being marked. Then you can begin to see from that premise backing up why these things are happening. Well, the Antichrist can't come to be except for our sins. I wouldn't want to live in England. I'd rather live in France. They thought something. And you people in England, you better start meeting secretly. You better go in and memorizing Romans 1, verse 18.32. Because this is the pinnacle of sin. It doesn't mean there's not other sins countries can't be purified for. But it shows that we go from this to deterioration, to pleasure, to the flesh, to abortions, to divorce. And, but the, the, the sign tale of decay when God visits back is Sodom. Is the whole world Satan want to make a Sodom? Yeah, you bet. You want mercy? You better resist these things. I know this could be troubling if you live in England. But there's many things troubling. Eric Holder is telling now because of the Zimmerman case, Martin case, he just said, we have to examine the laws that is further eliminating common sense. Really? He's advocating common sense? That further eliminates common sense and the age-old requirement that when people feel threatened, they have a duty to retreat. What? You're telling me, this guy's saying it's common sense and it's an age-old requirement. These are revisionists. It's a lie. We've never had that. Go look in your catechism. You have a right to defend yourself. We don't have to run from thugs every time we turn around. Otherwise, all they do is threaten and they keep running. It'll breed more crime. And again, I'm not spilling over into the issues. I'm not entering into Zimmerman Martin. I'm talking about that as a cover-up. I'm talking about this is spurred now to use this to disarm law-abiding citizens for me the natural defense even with your hands. He calls it a common sense and age-old requirement. The people who feel threatened have a duty to retreat. This is not in our catechism. This is not in the Bible. The age-old common sense biblical requirement is that you have a duty to defend your family. You have a duty to defend your nation. You have a duty to defend what's happening in this law in, the, in England. It's invalid. It doesn't law. It's not law because man made law and says this is law. You have a duty to defy the law. Whether it be something morals that they want you to retreat from in England and redefine a marriage 
or doctors in England saying that you can't do this and people are dying because of it because they can't get treatment. Or if you're physically being attacked, you have the duty retreat. Amazing. And he calls this common sense. You have to think, you have to read, you have to understand why we have an economic problem. Our grain bins will be filled. The birds of the air are fed. They need a snow and a reap. Look at the, look at the animals. God takes care of them. He's programmed this in creation. The disruption of this, the interception of this, the diminishing of our ability to do this is due to sin. England, you're going to go hungry. England, you're going to wonder how to clothe yourself. What Charles Dickinson wrote about? What's the name of the story? The, the, um, the Christmas Chris, story. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Because there is so much poverty. Get ready. Sin brings poverty. Not just to the soul, but physically it manifests. The doctor was doing all the abortions in where Chicago, wherever he was. The place was filth, nasty, vulgarly nasty. Why? Because you no longer see cleanliness when you're committing murdering of babies like this and what he was doing. What will happen to nations that endorse sin? It becomes nasty. It becomes inhabitable. Better if one people of England start getting together and say, let's move to this side of England. Let's go over here. Let's do that. Sell your houses, get in one area, and make that region a paradise of holiness. You better start thinking. I just got through reading a town up in Deerfield or Deer Trail, Colorado. They passed an ordinance that they give a bounty for anybody who wants to shoot down a drone. They pass an ordinance for this. Good for them. Because we have a constitutional right not to be invaded like this. They're going to pass a law. That's not contradicting God. Something else is contradicting their liberty to be free, not to be period on, not to be watched. We're law-abiding citizens. Why do we have to go through all this stuff where we're always searched as if we're criminals? We've lost it. We've lost the way. Until we bring in the statutes of God, live as commandments, make our homes Medjugorje. Somebody wrote into it just on the five, day, five days, says, after being here, they climb the, the, the mountain. You can go on our site now and see. We put a, a, a Medjugorje cross on there. People say, oh, they're trying to be Medjugorje. You know what this person wrote in? A testimony says, this, they were here. They said, this is not Medjugorje. This is Medjugorje. Sorry, Rich, you told me, Caritas is not Medjugorje. I put you in the category of Eric Holder. Where's your brains? Where's your common sense? You're going to confine the plan of God to a few hundred acres in Medjugorje, that that's Medjugorje? I said Medjugorje is a signpost. Never, ever have I believed or saw, even in the beginning days, that we're supposed to move to Medjugorje. That's not the plan. If this woman, I think it was a woman who says, this is, this is not 
Medjugorje. It is Medjugorje. Or rather, she said, this is not like Medjugorje. It is Medjugorje. The whole world's supposed to become Medjugorje. That's the plan of Our Lady within her master plan. To have many plans, she says. I came back home to make my home Medjugorje. Oh, we'll get critics of this. We'll keep people saying, well, look what they're trying to do. Thank God. I wish everybody was trying to do what we did. Already people told me, we're looking at our mountains where we live, and we see a cross up on top of it. Maria, while she was here, she says, this is beautiful. She says, this is the one thing that unites Medjugorje. And for the naysayers, the few people who run the other Medjugorje operations who are always critical of what we do, it is Our Lady who went up there and blessed the cross. So those who might have a problem with that, then you're before her. you got a problem with her. But for the thousands who climbed it and saw it, this is an idea of the Almighty. He gave us a 25-year trail. If you live this way and you're part of England and you're setting up your own Medjugorje, you're seeking divine protection. Doesn't mean you won't be purified. Doesn't mean we don't need to be purified. Doesn't mean we're not sinners, but we want to set up a holy way of holiness. A way of life of holiness that our whole day is this way. I saw some one of the, our people in the community today leave the field at 5 a.m. after doing our prayer, run up the mountain to the cross. She got, she just gave me a note. She got up the message. She picked the message up there. She's got to be back in by work. Her message was November 25th. 1988. May holy confession be your first act of conversion. The message goes on and says, Decide for holiness. It says, Begin today, not tomorrow. She went to confession today. She's there now. And we react that way in community. We see what we're supposed to My message Sunday night, the whole community prays for me and my wife and the decisions made for this week in my office on Sunday. I read that message. I study. I act on it. It's just common sense that if heaven is descending and saying words to me, that I should follow that and enact that and put that into my life, especially that week. You've got to evaluate. You've got to be looking at everything while you're in the situation you're in. I know, John, you had a reading. We're still yet to hear from Frank. We're going on longer than I anticipated. John, why don't you go in your reading, and we'll go straight to Frank. A few years ago, well, this is from uh, Chuck and Larry Bates. They're Christian economists. They wrote a book three years ago called A Nation in Crisis, The Meltdown of Money, Government, and Religion, and How to Prepare for the Coming Collapse. A few years ago, politicians said we are living in the strongest economy in 50 years, but I want to remind you that we are, we're living in an illusion of prosperity that was being financed with borrowed money. This phenomenon caused the tax revenues to increase and the budget deficit to decrease, but our trade deficit, balance of payments, is out of control with an annual deficit of over $400 billion. This means we have imported $400 billion more in goods from foreigners than we have shipped to them, causing jobs to be exported. We have paid for these imported goods with newly created credit money, borrowed, and all is well until the foreigners determine, as they have been doing the past several months, 
that our dollars aren't worth as much as they used to be. This is why we saw a rise in crude oil prices and other general price increases. Yes, this is inflation that has resulted in the creation of more money and credit. We have seen only the beginning of our economic problems. Expect them to continue for years. When the U.S. dollar begins to fall dramatically, the Federal Reserve will be forced to raise interest rates to keep the dollar from collapsing. The rising interest rates will affect the stock, bond, and real estate markets negatively. Unemployment will rise, prompting cries for more government programs to ease the pain. Remember, when government spends money, they must tax, borrow, or print. The more government involvement and control, the faster we move toward a socialist type of totalitarian government. Socialism is defined in Webster's New World Dictionary as the stage of society in Marxist doctrine coming between the capitalist stage and the communist stage in which private ownership of the means of production and distribution has been eliminated. A communist can therefore be defined simply as a socialist with your gun. This is why we see a major push for gun control. Tyrants cannot safely rule an armed populace. What shall we do? First of all, we must make sure that we are not dependent upon the politicians and government for our sustenance. As tougher times come to the U.S. economy, people will cry out for government-sponsored aid. They will continue to elect politicians promising the most, with the result that the nation will fall due to economic ruin and chaos. No, we are not doom and gloomers. We're excited about the future. For those who understand the times and have taken, or will take, steps to storm-proof their assets against the coming ravages of government and economic crisis. Move immediately to reduce your debt, sell excess real estate holdings, reduce or eliminate stock and bond market exposure, and get more liquid in money market funds and precious metals. If you haven't done already so, move immediately 30-35% to of your total assets into gold and silver coins. Get right, get ready, and get real. I have only outlined the condition of the economy and political system in natural and obvious terms. When you factor in God's impending judgment, it won't be a pretty picture. God has a real track record for daring down idols. It's the economy, stupid has been the U.S. rallying cry in political circles and has become the idol of many Americans. This is why knowledgeable, God-fearing people must act immediately to avoid the greatest financial wipeout human history has ever witnessed. Frank? Yeah, well, Our Lady comes with the light of truth, and she always comes with a solution. And no matter whether it's an economic problem or Western (coughs) Christian nations accepting abominable things, our Lady has the answer, and the truth is, you have brought Medjugorje home, and Caritas is Medjugorje, and Our Lady's collaborated with your desire to create something that the world can see, not only does there Medjugorje, but this is how you can bring Medjugorje home, and the solution for today is up the mountain, and it's the cross. It's the reconciliation of our nation back to God. And this is the only solution. It's the only answer. It's here for you now. And this is, the, this is the attitude that we should take when our governments are doing abominable things and accepting abominable things is repentance 
It is our fault. And the cross of Christ is the only answer. Frank, um, I actually had forgotten about it, but we've got many, many stories of of miracles already given from the cross uh, on the mountain that people can read about on the site went on yesterday. But the uh, you got your own story, and uh, I learned about it after we we left with Maria and Paula and went somewhere else, and then got back and was told about your story. But anyway, why don't you tell that real briefly? So uh, there was such incredible grace going up the cross with the multitude that was there, and and uh, seeing the faces and the, the tears, and experiencing myself before I even saw anyone there. Uh, grace. I've only felt in the Holy Land, in Jerusalem and Nazareth and um, in those places. And and so we were on our way home, and I had the boys with me. My wife was going to Ohio with the girls, and we were going back to Georgia. We're most of the way to Atlanta, and it, it, it's all I can think of. And I, I, I was thinking about going the next weekend, and I just started feeling like we should turn around and go back. And I asked my son, Patrick, who was with me, you know, are you feeling what I'm feeling? He said, what's that? And I said, you know, we should turn around and go back. And he said, I just got a a, a burning in my stomach. And that's what, you know, what he wanted to do. I called my wife and she said, can we go? Or, you know, she wanted to too. Her back was hurting so bad the day before. You're you're in Georgia. She's in Tennessee by now. She's, she's, she's most of the way to Tennessee. And she has, you know, the, disc replacements in her back and so when you spent a lot of time on your knees uh her back was in excruciating pain she didn't even think she could go up the day before but for a special intention she went up barefoot and it's just awesome it was awesome the whole family went up there we you know turned around we turned around yeah we came back uh we spent the night we went there the next day it was pouring rain and uh and uh we all had a, a joyful um, stations of the cross and uh, you know prayerful time together, and uh, and so you know, but it, it was it, it definitely the spirit had had led us all that that's what we were supposed to do, and um, and it, it, it's it's awesome. I can't wait to get back there. You know, I encourage everybody. The answer is here for us. And for this nation, and it's the only answer. It's the only way. I remember taking you up there. You were here already, and we had to go up there before anything was poured, a foundation, anything like that. And I was telling you what we were going to do, and you um, you were, I don't know if you noticed, you were interested in talking about other subjects. You really wasn't into it at all. What was the difference what you remember then than once you saw it up there and climbed up it? Do you remember that? I do. It was it was Good Friday, um, and we were at the foot of the cross. I didn't realize until after at the hours of the Passion. But um, it it hit me more and more profound what what was happening. But I knew. I mean, I I felt grace there then, and um, knew this was something that was going to be historic. It's something Our Lady wanted and needed, and. Um, and uh, the difference now is beyond anything that I could have imagined. And I imagine it would be the greatest thing that's happened to, um, since the Met's glory, you know, since Our Ladies came. Well, and, 
it was beyond that. Yeah, well, the purpose is to bind this nation under the cross. England needs to do the same thing. In fact, I gave a message to England. All you Catholics there, all those who are faithful Christians and biblical, you have no, and this is in front of God, you stand in front of God, you have no duty to obey this law, to recognize this law, or to comply with the law. Then you say, well, it comes with penalties or hate crimes. So too did it for the early Christians. And in fact, it's not just a negative thing of not having duty. You are obligated to defy the law. And this comes straight from the Pope. Pope Benedict talked about Spain, that you have an obligation to defy the law. Even the paperwork, if you work in an orphan or uh, orphanage, which he was addressing that to, for people who are vulnerable wanting to adopt kids. People in England, you need to get, and it's out on Kindle now, they fired the first shot, 2012. You need to spread this. We're, we're working on our site right now to connect other people who've read they fired the first shot. I just got told there were like 25 calls came in Caritas yesterday about CSPGs. I'm not going to tell you what that is. You have to read the book to understand what CSPG But there needs to be CSPGs in England. The site will connect you. And you probably need to do it underground. And you really seriously need to look at what part of England you want to gravitate to. And you may need to seriously look in the future and start praying that God make that a holy place. And if they're going to go toward the abomination, you need to seriously be thinking that we need to defect. Because I like you here for division. If one side of England has to be abominable, the other side pure, so be it. Am I saying anarchy? No, you can't go get guns and you can't go start shooting people. You don't have legitimate authority. But God recognizes authority once established. If you as a people move and congregate in one area and set up your authority and say we're a governing body and we're going to, God, we're going to live by God's statutes and we're going to create a body of government, you can legally do this in front of God. And all authority can be obeyed by God. You don't have to obey authority when it does what it's doing now, the queen on down. So you can't be as a renegade and one or two people can do something. But you as a body of people can get together and say, just like what this, this, what this country is, we were underneath the authority of England. You couldn't just start going shooting British soldiers. They had to set up a body of government. And that's when God can bless it. And you can start this dialogue and start thinking and start praying about this. That if you have to set up a body of government... And you're going to live by God's statutes and His law according to His commandments. And it's a lady's words. Live God's statutes. Let your life be true before God. Live His commandments. It'll be as Patrick Henry said, you don't have to worry about the forces against you. In our American Revolution, they knew what they were doing was within the bounds of God. 
What angels are doing is not within the bounds of God and His law. So this may be a radical thought. And I know this show goes around the world. But you need to start thinking. You start with Romans 1, 18-32, and you start going into compliance. You start yoking with other people. Will it be dangerous? Look what, look what birthed the United States of America. You may be the only way to save England. And any other nation is starting to adopt this. Because this is not passing mustard before God. And God don't have to do anything. He just turns man over to himself. Legitimate government can be set up within the bounds of England. Because they're illegitimate right now. The whole law that they're passing and what they're going to and gravitating to is illegitimate. And your friends, they say, and your, your backbenchers of the conservative party, our day has come to separate. Our day has come to call you to congregate. Our lady told this nation, July 3rd, 2012, form and make prayer groups through which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation. There is no question God births, but His providence and His grace and the forefathers' own words show it. The United States of America is the first time in history a group of people sat down and said, we will create a nation. Then the battle started. England, start that now. It doesn't take a, as Samuel Adams said, it doesn't take a majority, but rather a small, tireless minority to set the minds of men on fire. Read our forefathers. Read it while you can. Give me Winston Churchill. Read it while you can. Read it while you have the ability to do something. Because it's not going to get better for you. It's what our lady's here for. She foresaw these things. There's got to be a turnaround. And there's got to be a people say, we're not going to go that way anymore. No, we will not. We're the heroes. Look at the attributes that we used to pay as in our history of looking to our children and say, look to these people. So England, you got one of your forefathers, greatly admired, Winston Churchill, who has a quote just for you. Your own Winston Churchill said, If you will not fight for the right when you can easily win without bloodshed, if you will not fight when your victory will be sure and not too costly, you may come to the moment you will have to fight with all odds against you and only a precarious chance of survival. There may even be a worse case. In England, this is where you're headed. Churchill says, You may have to fight when there's no hope for victory because it is better to perish than to live as slaves. Sin enslaves. Sin brings these oppressions. Our ladies come to wake up man's heart to live holiness and God's statutes. And when man passes statutes that's not holy and you're, not to, you're told you can't live holiness, then you better wake up. You better start looking at the early Christians how they gathered together. 
You better start looking at the American Revolution and what happened there and why they did that. Because they wanted liberty. They wanted freedom. And we're talking about just liberty to live biblical ways. You choose not to. Your fate is in the pages of history. Read it. Frank, your contact information? Yeah, you can call us uh, toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And this is the time you want to be calling us. These are, you know, lows in in a cycle that you want to take advantage of. They, they won't last, and um, we'll put in, you know, in a bottom. We will soon, and this is the time to get in. You need a comment? Yeah, you have to read. They fired the first shot. Our ladies come with a solution. I haven't heard anyone that has read that book be disappointed or wish they hadn't. And those that have read it know that you, they have to spread it, as we have to treat others as we'd like to be treated. You need to read it. Uh, I just got handed about the last 20 days of comments on Amazon.com on the book. It's pretty amazing comments from Protestants, from other authors of other books. One was a book uh, I heard about called, this author wrote a book called uh, Obamanism, um, The Enemy Within. And he says some profound things about they fired the first shot. And uh, if you're not sure, read these things, spread it. England, get it on Kindle immediately. You need the book. Until next time, we wish you Our Lady, we love you, goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.